Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. I'm Joey Palazzola. I'm Thomas Welch. And boys, we got a doozy of an episode today. For the first time in what feels like years, we actually have uh, blues news to talk about. Uh, and then there, there's, a, there's a lot there. There's a lot to get into. Uh, blues have signed two uh, depth extensions recently, but the implications, the perceived implications are there. We're going to get into that uh, for sure. Uh, first and foremost, we'll talk about the, the lesser of the two deals. Still, I think, is, is a pretty, pretty important one. Sammy Blay signed a two-year, $1.5 million extension. Uh, what, what, are your, what were your initial thoughts on that one, boys? I, I love it. That's what that's 1.5 a year, so three yeah, million. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 1.5 um, For me personally, dude, I honestly, I could totally see Sammy Blay being like the glue that kind of holds this entire team together. Because when you think about it, like the identity of the Blues is what? So play good this defense. Is Sammy Blay, yeah. Play good defense, hit the shit out of people, wear them down, and uh, score some goals out at the same time, right? And Sammy Blay, I think, epitomizes that in the complete form of a hockey player he's a big dude big body he's gonna he's gonna bang you out there i think he's got to be up like towards the top and leading the team in hits um he's but we also saw, yeah but we also saw this year uh he can hit you with the finesse too a couple toe drags nice snipes the, he, the dude's really got it he's got the full package of everything that craig berube preaches to his team and i think I, I mean, honestly, in a couple of years, he's going to he's going to ball out and make some dough. So I'm excited to see uh, his process in the meantime, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You said you said the key word there with Craig Ruby. That, that's exactly it. That's the key word in this whole thing. And that's that is the basically a Craig Ruby player, because whenever Sammy Blay was even in the AHL, guess who his head coach was Craig Ruby. So basically his whole pro career so far, he's been under Craig Ruby's guidance and, and teachings. And, and it's really showing right now. I mean, you. You mentioned how he has those toe drags and the finesse. That is Sammy Blay. That's been Sammy Blay since he's been 18 years old, and I've ever watched every every freaking uh, junior game he's played back in the day. That that is Sammy Blay. He is a finesse guy. He was a he was a speed. He was a scoring guy, playmaker. And then he went to the pros, and that he's playing against grown men. And then it's, it's a shorter game and a smaller game. You got to learn how to bang bodies. You got to learn how to get to dirty areas. Got to learn how to get to the net. And and Bruby has done perfect job with Sammy Blay on yeah. guiding him to that and now look what he's become he's become yep. a, a power forward essentially you know what i mean he's, he's a power forward with some skill now is how we look at him you know? I, yeah so that's I, all credit to craig Breeden <clears> on that one. i think the Great big, i think the biggest thing for sammy is confidence uh we've seen it that like when he's playing confident when he's throwing those hits he he's scoring those he's scoring goals as well and you can just tell he looks like a different player out there i mean the most memorable goal for him is is the one where he was uh skating down the ice on a breakaway and instead of going for like a, a fancy move or a rick shot just tees up an absolute clapper and, and rips it top corner like that's 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 oozing confidence right there and like you said like he pulls out the toe drags and the fancy st- the fancy uh puck moves and you kind of forget that he's capable of those things because he's had to adapt his game to the higher level but he's still a young guy in this league um not fully experienced yet and he's already making an impact shown on the with his with his body and with his hits and, and then the goals are starting to come you know it's not like he's flu- he's not like he's lucking into these goals like a typical grinder uh he's he when he scores he, he makes it look pretty and he he's shown that he's capable of having a good offensive mind and, and making the right play at the right time so i think it's he, this uh, sky is the limit for 
Sammy. He's a guy that can play uh, on the fourth line or the first line, depending on how you want to utilize him. And that is an incredibly valuable player to have, uh, regardless of, of their skill level. But when, when you have a guy like him that can uh, play at both ends of the ice and with a, a elite consistency, it, it's it's really beneficial for any team. We saw it in the playoffs. You know, he was a huge presence for the Blues. When, even when he wasn't putting the puck in the net, he was laying hits down and really just def- uh, like um, he was defining what it meant to be a blue in, in the playoffs. You know, he was. If you look at if you look at the that the team from last year and how they succeeded in the playoffs, and you think of everything like you said, grittiness, uh, banging bodies, but also scoring goals when you need to. That's Sammy Blay in a nutshell. That's who he is as a player, and I, I love the extension. Cheap deal. Yeah, I can watch deal. Him bang, bang Eric Carlson's head off the glass <laughs> every day, all day. But uh, I, I think you. I think you hit, the, you hit the nail on the head there, Josh. With in terms of confidence, I think the biggest problem with like young prospects coming up into the league, and even if they're skilled, even if they're Hobie Baker winners or what have you, um, the the biggest thing is always confidence. And we we even still see that sometimes with Robert Thomas, as elite as he is. Like sometimes he'll make one too many passes or pass when he when he probably should have shot, and it's just guys like second guessing themselves doesn't necessarily mean they're not as good it just means it takes some time to kind of like figure all that stuff out but in terms of that realm in terms of that confidence I feel like Sammy Blay has it all figured out you know what I'm saying he plays with that swagger and I oh my god I'm so excited (laughs) yeah (laughs) he does he does seem to elevate his play though whenever he is hitting bodies and and when he is getting dirty in in those areas Mm -hmm. he, he, he seems to perform at those type of uh, situations. So when you're looking at those type of situations, what do you think of? You think of playoff hockey, and that's that's exactly what Sammy Blaze is. He's, he's he's a great playoff hockey player when it comes to that situation, yeah. and that's what's that's what's really going to earn him his value. On the, what is it, 1.5 million AAV? Yep. I mean that's a, that's a joke. That's an absolute joke. That's a, that's money. That's dude. I no, swear to God, deal right there because that's gonna that'll let, that'll pay itself off alone in the next playoffs that he plays. It. Hey, I'm telling you right now. Easy. I mean that's that's a steal. Yeah. In terms of yeah, in terms of return of investment, I mean, uh, we we were starting to witness the breakout season of Sammy Blay. I think we can all kind of agree that. And then he got hurt, and the season got paused. So everyone kind of like forgets about the fact that the dude was on an absolute tear at the beginning of the season and was leading the team in goals. I'm pretty sure at one point, wasn't he? Something like that. He was. He was. Oh, there. He was first or second for sure. So I think. I think that first month he's going to pick up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's to pick up where he left off and kind of catch the hockey world by storm whenever we resume. Yeah. Um, God knows when that'll be. And but I, um, I think the biggest thing, be- yeah, I think the biggest thing, like in terms of that whole confidence thing, just to touch back on that real quick, is Craig Ruby's a guy that's shown that he rewards play at the end of the day. Doesn't matter what your name is, doesn't matter how much money you're making, doesn't matter how many goals you have earlier in the season. If you're not playing well, you're going to get demoted. Or if you're playing well and you haven't really shown that earlier in the season he's going to give you that opportunity he's going to give you that shot I think that's so huge for the young guys knowing that they have a coach that really trusts them but at the same time holds them accountable and and won't just won't just um reward them with top line minutes because of their name or because of their draft position like you need to earn your spot but at the same time there's no bias towards veterans or big name guys like Sammy Blay has been playing up on the first line at some points and playing down on the fourth line and I think that's really huge to that mix of uh trust in your players but also accountability that really uh, allows guys like Sammy to thrive you know when he when his confidence is high he can be that first line goal scoring two-way forward or when his confidence maybe isn't as high he's down there on the fourth line banging bodies rebuilding that confidence and it's so huge for 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 any young player to have a coach like that. <clears throat> All right, boys, we ready to get into the big one? 
Well, let's take a, let's take a short break, and then we're gonna and then we'll have some uh, some fun debate uh, about what, what what we think about the the other signing and, and what we think it means for uh, another big player that's that's contract is up soon. We'll we'll take a short break, and we'll be right back into that. All right. The St. Louis Blues announced today that they signed Marcos Candela to a four-year, uh, I think it was $13.1 million extension, so 3.275 AAV. He's 30 right now. Uh, he played 11 games with the Blues, but he absolutely lit it up. They went, like, I don't even know, they won, like, 10 or 9 of those games. They were spectacular with him. Um, but that's not really the, the full story there. But first of all, before we get into the the, the meat of this of this debate, let's talk about the signing uh, in a vacuum. Besides all the other Brilliant. allocations, what do we think of Marcus Candela as a player and that contract? Uh, I think it's a small sample size, personally. Um, but, I mean, you just kind of look at... Anytime you kind of, like, take a player... Um, who plays well but kind of gets lost in, like, the funk of, like, playing on bad teams and put him on a team, especially, like, the Blues that's so defensively sound where he can lean on other players and not have to, like, essentially do everything himself. Um, you're obviously going to see an uptick in production, and we saw that in, like I said, a small a small sample size for the Blues. But that instant chemistry he had with Pareko, oh, I think they could really turn into, like, a dynamic duo. Dude, like a brick wall. Just locking down everybody. If you see like the Pareko playoff Pareko, where he's just locking down dudes left and right, and the Scandella that came to our team right after the trade, like those two guys play together all the time. Like forwards are gonna be scratching their heads trying to figure out how to get around these dudes, just because it's gonna be a nightmare and a long game all night long. Yeah, Joey, what are your thoughts? All right, I'm going to. Uh, I, I got different thoughts on this. Let, first thought, let's think of the now. Let's think of the now. And I, the, the, the later, it doesn't have to do what we're thinking about. But for the now, Tommy hit it around the head. I mean, he, he seems to fit. He seems to gel with the club, which is good. Uh, unforeseen circumstances with the Jerry Bellmeister situation, obviously. Right. But hey, I mean. It, everything works itself out and for Scandella look what happens he finds a nice home for what four and a half years now for down the road hopefully if, if nothing happens but um, I like it uh, the term it's it's interesting it's interesting on my it'll, next point it'll be but, 34 but at the end of it the AAV is team friendly. I like that, and um, it, actually, it looks yeah. like he's going to get top four minutes. So I mean, it he's actually he's actually taking a, a discount on his current on his current uh, his current pay. He's making four uh, four mil right now. Which yeah, he's thirty, but you don't see a defenseman at age thirty that, like you said, is going to play top four minutes. You don't see them take pay cuts a lot. So even if you might think it's too high, even though I don't think any of us do, you got to keep that in mind that he was he was making more than he's going to be making now. So uh, it, it, it that that being said. Said, right off the bat is, is it's a steal of a deal for a guy like that I, I think even, even just taking into the fact that defensive defensemen as a whole usually have a longer lifespan in the league mm-hmm. uh, than other roles because they don't like the the style of play that they play isn't as grueling as some other ones like right. I mean you see J-Bo J- I don't know how old he is now like 37 36 something like that he's up there um, so I don't think I don't think the contract length is that is that bad in no. terms of that no no, I, I don't think it's bad, but here's where it gets interesting, and that's something that I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how much you guys have thought into, but the expansion draft is coming. Yeah, right? I was just going to say that. So I think right now it's safe to say, just off the top of my head, three guys come up to mind, and it's Scandella, Sammy Blay. Uh, who knows what happens with an Oscar Sunquist if he gets protected or not, a Sanford, Barbashev. 
and then maybe if the Blues want to get out of the contract at the time, maybe they can offer a second or a first for uh, Seattle to take Justin Falk. Absolutely. But, um, I think that's it, the... It, it, it's very key because that four years, it's it's almost, it could be a two-year deal in all honesty. Right. Because it's just so hard to look at it. But, I mean, that's the that's the long, long picture. I know we want to get into the uh, the medium-term picture here. Oh, boy. Right now, huh? How about that? All Let's right, go. yeah. So, I mean, uh, let me, well, let me get, I, gotta, I wanna get my, I want to get my thoughts real quick. Um, I think a guy like Scandella, uh, I don't think that it's going to, I don't think there's a really any of a chance that what he showed was a was a flash in the pan one hit wonder thing with a guy of his style it's not really like he's gonna come it's not like like he was coming in and getting lucky and scoring goals on every other shot he was just playing an incredibly sound defense uh reliable making smart decisions and he showed i mean uh, plays like that you're capable of night in night out uh you know it's not like i said it's not like you're scoring lucky goals or anything like that like he's able to replicate that with that confidence and like tommy said being able to lean on other guys and not being on on uh a bad team per se where you're expected to do more uh, than what you're capable of so I, I, I have no reason to believe I mean I don't know if he's going to be like that 20-25 minutes a night guy that he was in those 10 games but he can be a top 4 guy for the Blues and provide really 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 solid defense as we saw and for a price of $3.275 million you know defensemen are not cheap anywhere these days they come at a premium and especially defensive defensemen that fit right into St. Louis's scheme it's a great deal in a vacuum that being said, there's another defenseman that uh, <clears throat> is due for a due for a hefty pay raise uh, this offseason, and he goes by the name of Alex Petrangelo. Now, before we get into anything. I don't think, and J- Jeremy Rutherford has said, that the Marcos Candela signing has no effect on the likelihood of Petrangelo re-signing. It is no, nothing, to, nothing to do with one another. So the likelihood of Petrangelo coming back hasn't changed at all in the past whatever since the Scandal signing. It's not like it has gotten less likely or whatever. But that being said, it gives us a perfect opportunity to talk about it because we're on the topic of defensemen and contracts and all that stuff. I think the first question we need to go over is, do you guys think Petrangelo will be back next year? Just right off the bat. I think Absolutely. yes. Thomas says, I don't see, I don't see, I do, I don't see any, any scenario where either side wants to leave, I guess, right. essentially. There's no, there's no way the Blues aren't going to let up Alex Petrangelo without fighting tooth and nail for the guy. Yes. That brought the first Stanley Cup in history to St. Louis after 50 plus years of waiting and who's kind of been the cornerstone of your defense for the last however many years throughout his entire career I tweeted it earlier but he's he's got that level of of Adam Wainwright uh, celebrity in the city of St. Louis and he's exactly the kind of player that you want and you would expect to retire in St. Louis and I think the front office feels the same way yeah Joey it's tough, man. It, this is very tough. I'm going to go off and say I do believe he's 100% coming back right now, yes. But I, I, the what's happening in today's world right now is going to have such an effect in, in the coming years that we aren't even like thinking about yet. <laughs> this cap next year could be so much significantly lower than originally. I mean, it's it was supposed to be what like eighty eight, eighty nine million projected. Yeah, now we're talking about I mean, like well, eighty four or no lost. raise. Yeah, it could be it could be even less. It could be down to eighty two, eighty three, eighty four. Right? I mean. 
it's insane. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I think Petrangelo could be back, but so unless yeah. there's something crazy that happens, I think Petrangelo will be back. So something that works in the favor of Petrangelo coming back, like you said, is that cap possibly just staying put this offseason. And I don't think we really see any, whenever this offseason happens to be, whenever contracts are signed, restricted free agents, anything, I don't think we see any deals over like four years just because right now the cap's going to stay put and guys that maybe thought they were going to cash in on these big deals aren't able to do so and then in a few years down the road when things get back on track and the cap's going to like explode a little bit and, and kind of make up for the lost time I think that's when we see guys like Petrangelo cash in on those big money deals and that is something that absolutely plays into the Blues' favor is if maybe instead of that eight-year, $10 million deal, maybe now he's looking at – right now he's making six and a half. So maybe now he's looking at like a three or four-year at like seven and a half, eight, a little bit of a pay cut, but 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 to have that shorter term to cash in later. And that plays a lot into the Blues' favor. That being said, whether it's eight million or $10 million, if Petrangelo wants to come back, you make, you make room for that money if you're Doug Armstrong. It doesn't matter how you do it. Trade Trade Allen, trade whoever you do it, and and I don't have any faith that I don't or I don't have any doubts. Sorry that if Petrangelo wants to come back, they will work something out. That being said, I know that um, Doug Armstrong said earlier in the season that it's about reaching a point where both the team and Petrangelo are comfortably uncomfortable, meaning Petrangelo compromises a little bit, as does the team. And if that's something that Petrangelo doesn't want to do, if he wants to go out there and sign to a team that's willing to pay him a lot more than the Blues would, and maybe, again, unfortunately for him, that would be a, a lesser quality team. You know, there's not like there's going to be a, a contender like the Blues that is going to pay him big money because the contenders like the Blues are going to be right up against the cap. Uh, that's up to Alex Petrangelo. But if he wants to come back, I don't see any way he doesn't end up back in a blue note for the next few years. Yeah, and I think I think that team that you're talking about, everyone kind of the consensus is that it it would be Toronto. Okay, but that's I mean, the consensus for every free agent. That that's, that's also true. But I also don't think I don't think Petrangelo wants to play in Toronto. They don't have the money for him either. So, There's no oh, way they had the money unless they had drastically raises, and they still should. Right. So, so for instance, what Josh was saying, he, he basically hit it on the head, but he kind of missed a, a, a small tweak. And all that is is there's teams with cash space right now. For instance, first thing off my head, Ottawa Senators. They have plenty of cap space that can do anything they want with it, right? They can go out and sign Alex Petrangelo for twelve million dollars no, if they wanted. To. Yeah, I'm not you just saying, saying, but like, yeah, no, but I'm well, just like, saying like you're not gonna you're not gonna find a team right, that's on the on the con, on the level of contention, yeah, right? Sure. It's, it's, if he chooses if he chooses money, go for it, get that bag. You know, there's nothing against that. He has every right to do so, but. My, I wouldn't count out something though. I wouldn't count out uh, like an MLB style one or two year deal for yep, like yep. an eight and a half, nine million dollar per year. In all honesty, as crazy as this sounded six months ago, I would not count out a one or two year deal for anywhere between eight to nine and a half million. I really would not because I think. I think the cap's going to be a lot less than we're expecting. I think it's going to be anywhere from 85 to 86 and a half, 87 maybe. But I, I don't think it's going to be nowhere near the 88, 89, 89 and a half. I don't think it is. It's going to be something around there because of this situation. And it would not shock me if he takes a one or two year deal now because think, of the situation. I think the important thing to note is that Marco Scandella signing this extension today 
has no effect on the likelihood of Petrangelo resigning. Doug Armstrong. I completely agree. I don't. I want. I don't want to say Doug Armstrong knows whether or not Petrangelo is going to be back, but it's not like he would risk make it less likely that Petrangelo resigns by signing this extension. They're two completely separate entities. Like you can't. You can't put them in the same the same ballpark because they're not. Petrangelo discussions have. I mean, Petrangelo said it himself at the beginning of the season that he didn't want to talk about it. So who knows if they've been talking about an extension? But that Doug Armstrong, his thoughts on Petrangelo and his thoughts on the depth guys, those are completely two completely different um, mental mental trains of thought for for Armstrong. And and it's not like you know if Scandella didn't resign, that makes it no no more likely that Petrangelo comes back. If Scandella signed for a little bit more money, still no effect. They're they're two different two different um, two different trains of thought in terms of Doug Armstrong. You know, depth players versus uh, versus you know your franchise guy. And I think the Scandella deal has infinitely more to do with Bo Meester's unexpected you know, most likely to retirement than anything to do with Petrangelo. A lot of people are saying like, oh, that means Petrangelo's gone. He's beefing up the defense. No, it has nothing to do with that. I, I think there are only, first of all, we can speculate all we want. There are only two people in the world that know, maybe maybe besides like agents or whatever, but there are only a handful of people that know anything about the situation, and that's Alex Petrangelo, Doug Armstrong, and whoever else they have in their circle. We can speculate all we want, but at the end of the day, both sides are going to work as hard as they can to get the best deal possible for each other. And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I mean, it, it, it's something that it's fun to talk about. But I, I don't think you can fault Doug Armstrong for this move today in terms of the long-term Petrangelo picture. I know it's fun, know what it, about, I know it's fun to think about like the Petrangelo effects of like every given deal, and I'm sure like that's at the forefront of everybody's mind. But let me let me give you guys a little taste of why Blues fans should walk away from the edge a little bit. Okay, <laughs> you don't need to jump so fast. All right. First of all. Josh, kind of what you were um, iterating to, the money for Scandella is just Jay Bomeister's money reallocated towards him. Yeah. In the event of the scenario and the injury and everything, I think that's a safe bet for everybody. Scandella played well, yada, yada, yada. Second of all, I'll touch on this real fast, but I've seen a lot of talk about um, people wanting to trade Justin Falk. I don't see that happening, first of all, because he has a no-trade clause. Only way that happens is we have to waive the no-trade clause, yeah. right? We would need an expansion. Yeah, I could see yeah. the expansion draft. But if, if he's if if he's going to waive his no-trade clause to go somewhere other than the Blues, which are lined up for success however many years down the road in our perennial playoff contestants, like... I just don't see that happening. Why would he want to play somewhere else? Um, but yeah, I think here are the main reasons I think you guys should step back from the ledge, okay? Colton Pareko, Vince Dunn, Marco Scandella, Scotty Prunovich, Bertuzzo, Gunnarsson, Mikola, and we have Mitch Ranke. So even in, like, in the worst case scenario, right. like nightmare scenario, that Alex Petrangelo leaves, goes, plays in Toronto, makes them all happy, whatever. We see it on TSN for like the next six, seven, eight months straight. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, in that nightmare scenario, does that sound like a bad, horrible defensive core to you? Not it doesn't to me. I mean, you've got, I mean, Colton Pareko, I think, can make the argument that he's elite. I think Vince Dunn is well on his way there the way he skates on the blue line. Marco Scandell is a lockdown defenseman. Scotty Perunovic is a Hobie Baker winner. Bertuzzo brings that muscle. Gunnarsson, kind of the same style as Scandella. Mikola's got the big body. And get about Mitch yeah. Rank. 
And yeah. let me just reiterate this fact. Mitch Ranke broke the franchise record for rookie defenseman for the San Antonio Rampaging. He broke the record for goals, assists, and points by passing who? Keith Yandel. He's yes. not a bad defenseman in the NHL by any means. Sonk! So, <laughs> all I'm saying is, we're set up for success no matter what. And I'd like to see Alex Petrangelo a part of it. But in the event yes. that he's not, we will be okay. I that's promise. money. That's that's the money take right there. Are we ready for curveball time? Oh, no. I, I think I, wait, wait. Can I, can I, can I predict what, can I, wait, can I predict what you're going to say? No, I think, yeah, no, Joey, I know exactly what you're going to say. I know exactly what you're going to say. Vince Dunn. Vince Dunn. Yes. His contract is up at this year as well. And they, I don't see a world where they sign both of them. I do see a world where they sign both of them, but it's going to be a lot. Dif- it's going to be a lot more difficult to do so rather than letting Vince Dunn. You can't just let him walk. I mean, you quote unquote can, but since he's an RFA, you get compensation for it. Right. So, but you can. But you can, you can also. Think I can about easily scenario. see him getting traded. I can easily see yes. him getting traded. I can easily see, but it, everything is. I, it's it's so confusing because you could you could you, you got your left side of your defense. You got Gunnarsson. You got Scandella. You got right now Vince Dunn, but you also got Peridovich. You also got Mikola. I mean, you got you got five left hand defensemen right there for three potential spots. Something is gonna get moved with this. This Scandella signing doesn't tell me anything about Petrangelo. It tells Correct. me more about Vince Dunn. Yep. That and, Scandella signing tells me a lot more about Vince Dunn and his future potentially being with the St. Louis Blues. And that's, also, that's the help in the room here. I also think you got to consider how many how many different opportunities the Blues have to allocate that cap for Petrangelo. It's not like they don't have bad contracts, not bad contracts, bigger contracts that they could move. I think you could, and especially with a guy like Vince Dunn, who is an RFA right now, or going to be an RFA at the end of this year, you trade away his rights, not him as a player, but you trade away his signing rights. That's a lot easier to attach a contract alongside of. You know, you... You trade away the rights to Vince Dunn, which would carry no cap hit, and then you also attach, uh, you also attach a guy like Jake Allen, who's going to be on an expiring deal, which makes it a lot more likely that a team would be willing to take him on to a team with lesser cap hit, and then you don't take any cap back. There's the scenarios are endless. I think uh, right now there's probably plan A through A through what A through Y on how you re-sign Petrangelo and then plan C is okay you just don't have the money but there's a lot it's not like the Blues are, are in, a, in a Chicago Blackhawks situation where they just got oh, a bunch nowhere, of nowhere a, a, near a, right that, sure. where they got a bunch of guys making like seven million dollars that you can't get rid of the Blues have some hefty contracts that are hurting them and they're likely to sign Petrangelo but they're nowhere near untradeable at all and in all reality it's, 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 a one year it's a one year bend right now <laughs> yeah so like you look at this year this is the only year they're in, they're in a bind right now it's just one year you look at next in two years you have guys like alexander steen tyler bozak uh carl gunnerson bennington and allen all coming out the books and two years you're basically able to do whatever you want in a way if you really want to 
think about it that way. But in order to keep everyone together for the next two years, it's a little bit of a bind. And I'm not saying with what I just said, I don't think Vince Dunn's not going to be here along with the Trans though. They could take the easy way out and they could just move Carl Gutterson, for instance, who only has a $1.75 million cap hit. I mean, that's an easier, that's an easy guy to move with his caliber of play with one year left at $1 million. Come on. Anyone could take that. If they, they easily could do that and they could, they could keep Vince Dunn. They could, they could sign Petrangelo and then they could have a, a core of Petrangelo, Pareko, Falk, Scandella, Dunn, and then they have like a Bertuzzo or a Perinovich, Mikola, the list goes on, Ranky. But it, there's options. It's, it's, I was shocked that Scandella was extended today. I'm not saying he, I'm not shocked he was extended. I'm saying I'm shocked he was extended today because it, it, it just it lessens your options now it, but in a way it, it doesn't you know what I mean because you got him signed up so it's it's interesting for sure though it is and touching touching on the goalies real fast I think I think for me in terms of creating cap space I think one of my favorite options is potentially moving Jake Allen just because not because I will have like that the Allen soldiers like coming out in full force <laughs> guys I think I everyone by this time uh, yeah, everyone by this time should realize that Jake Allen is a very important part of this team, whether he was a backup or the stable horse for however long. Um, I, I mean, Craig Berube said it multiple times. We needed two goalies to win, and we saw that, especially this season. I mean, there were there were parts of it where Jake Allen was leading us through the funk and Jordan Bennington was having his issues. But I think he's he's earned the right, especially after, after the Stanley Cup run, he's earned the right to become a starter. And I think... And, and make starter money, obviously. You know what I'm saying? And he's, I don't think he's going to have that opportunity here. I think he'll have a better opportunity elsewhere where he can get more games and kind of like prove himself and really ball out on his next contract. Um, and the, the other scenario that really brought me up with this is Jordan Bennington on his next contract is going to take the Blues out to the woodshed. If you listen oh, to yeah. the spit, if you listen to the Spit and Chicklets podcast of like when they told him he was going down to the ECHL, like he, like that's gotta like feel disrespected, right? Yeah. So like he's gonna ball out and he's gonna ask for like however there's much no money he feels seven like. and a half eight million dollars. That's there's what no I'm saying. That there's no chance. And are we? Are you gonna not pay him? No, I mean, he brought you a Stanley Cup. They're 100% going to have to you gotta pay the guy. do whatever it takes to get the guy back. Yeah. And it's yeah. going to be anywhere, it, no less than 7 to $8 million per year. And that's, wow. I'm, I'm not going to go crazy with it, but I'm very confident with that for sure. So I, I, I'm right there with you, Joey. So I'm yeah, thinking I, I know you got to you gotta, you gotta move Jake <laughs> right before that happens. Because right. if you get to those contract negotiations where they're both happening at the same if, time, that's going to be if, a nightmare. If I had a gun in my head, I say the, how do all this, what we just touched on from the start of the show, how this all gets resolved, the key piece to it is trading Jake Allen. And if I had a second gun in my head, I would say he's going to the Carolina Hurricanes to start for them. But we shall see that. Yeah, would be so cool. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna rein this in real quick. I don't want I don't want to go all night. Uh, I think I think we should wrap it up real quick. Um, any any closing thoughts before we get too too uh, away from the main point, boys? Any any, any uh, final thoughts? Personally, I'm just happy to be talking about hockey again. Oh my god! Holy <laughs> oh no crap, kidding, man! Uh, I'm just glad we had something to talk about today, and it's always exciting. 
like all the speculations and all of that stuff. So hopefully, I mean, it looks like the Blues are pretty active with the contract talk. So hopefully they'll get some wheels turning and rumors out about contract negotiations with Petrangelo so we can do this all over again. Oh, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see that resolve. But I who, think, who knows? I think they're going to wait on that. I think yep. that's going to yep. be uh, I was gonna late say. summer because I think Alexander Petrangelo wants to, uh, wants to prove himself in the playoffs again here. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. Honestly, there's a lot of implications that we don't know. Is the contract winner this year? I mean, is he still a $10 million player? No, I think he's more of $11.5 million. Don't talk about it. I'm reining this in. I'm reeling us back in, boys. We can't go to – we could talk all day about this. But the best part is we've got a full full six months to go before we before we really know anything that's going to happen, before we likely know the full story. So we, we can save it for future pods. We can save it for future episodes. But that being said, this was a absolute blast. I miss I miss talking about hockey. Man, no kidding. Holy cow. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> Seems like we're going to talk for two minutes instead of... Uh, Tune in tomorrow uh, <laughs> for the for the gauntlet. Uh, I, I got an exciting idea uh, for, the, for, for the theme. For the theme uh, regarding recent... Uh, just regarding to- talks of on today's episode. I think... I think uh, oh, no. Ugh. Um... No, no, no! I wouldn't be that mean. I wouldn't be that mean. I got demolished, but I, I still, I still say that I was at an, I was, I was. You, you, you beat me because we, you were, you were at a very, you were at a very large advantage in terms of just general knowledge heading into the the quiz. I'm not saying I. Tommy, do you remember that score? I got, I got. Yeah, you, you wiped the, you wiped the floor with me. But that being said, I was at a disadvantage from the get-go i am a i was much less experienced with the xfl and the battle hawks and newer that's just that i would expect nothing less than to get the 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 floor uh the floor swept with me in a, in a quiz like that that being said um i'm thinking about ways i can raise the stakes raise the difficulty of the questions for this next episode because i'm still a little salty so uh that's gonna be a fun gauntlet for sure i'm, I'm very excited about that um there are going to be some tough questions in there. Maybe we'll have some mailbag questions since now that there's actually hockey to talk about. Uh, so I'm excited. So tune in to tomorrow's episode for, for that. That'll be a lot of fun. And uh, as always, thank you guys let, for listening. Let us oh, know. Oh. Let us know what yeah. you guys think. Let yeah. us know what you guys think of uh, what you heard. Uh, give us some comments back. Tweet us. Uh, tell us what you think, who, who opinions you agree with, disagree with. Yep. Touch on them. Do whatever you wish. Yep. Let yep. us know. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LockedOnBlues. Engage in some debate with us. We love that. Um, that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, get those mailbag questions in. And as always, let's go Blues.